Jiminy Crickets. Jiminy Cricket is the name. I'm a happy-go-lucky fellow. Always getting in wrong for singing my song. A merry old soul am I. Jiminy Cricket is the name. I'll be hanging around this evening. I'll be tipping my hat and telling you that. Jiminy Cricket is the name. Hello, Cricketeers, and welcome to part two of our news extravaganza. We were so behind on the news that we decided to do two weeks in a row of our YouTube program. And last week, if you missed it, you can go back and watch. We did all of the latest theme park stories. And this week, we're doing the latest in Disney movies and any other aspects of Disney other than the theme parks. And we also have a very special tribute. So, before we get started, I just want to mention that next week, we'll be releasing a episode of our normal podcast, which is an audio version of our show. Um, and it's going to be a 60th anniversary tribute to the animated classic Sleeping Beauty, which was released in January of 1959. And the week after that, January 31st, we're going to be releasing another episode of Dateline Jiminy Crickets. And this will be our first regular show in our normal format so this is sort of a bonus episode and then next week you'll have a audio show and the week after that you'll have a brand new episode of Dateline Jiminy Cricket so we've got everything sort of planned out and you have plenty of content to keep you entertained throughout January and how are you doing Ruthie? I am doing great and ready to talk about the new Disney movies that are coming out. Right, but before we get to that, we have a very special announcement. Jiminy Crickets Live proudly endorses Concierge Vacation Planners, a Disney-authorized specialty vacation planning service. Concierge doesn't just book your trip, they walk you through the entire process, helping you plan out every detail, one-on-one, -on -one, to make the very most out of your vacation while saving you both time and money. And the best part is they charge nothing for their services. You will get the exact same pricing as if you booked your vacation directly through Disney. But in using concierge expertise, you've got the added bonus of having your very own personal Disney guru planner by your side. Both Ruthie and I are also satisfied customers, and we just can't recommend them enough. Visit their website at www.concierge.com. That's www.concierge.com, as in mouse ears. So when you book your next Disney vacation, be it Walt Disney World, Disneyland, the Disney Cruise Line, or many of the other Disney destinations available worldwide, contact Concierge Vacation Planners, and be sure to tell them Disney Chris sent you. 
from the far corners of the earth, from across the seven seas, the news of the day for the leaders of tomorrow. The Mickey Mouse Newsreel, dedicated to you, the leaders of the 21st century. strip is lame and derivative. I'll be the judge of that. Oh, we... Stan Lee! Creator of Marvel Comics? Greetings, true believers. It's like playing a game. Some people like to play cards. Some people like to play golf. I like to play coming up with ideas for movies or books. That's fun. You know... I guess one person can make a difference. Enough said. Invitation, sir. Um, I should be on that list. Name? Stanley. Yeah, uh, nice try, buddy. No, nice no, try. really, nice I'm try. Stanley. Yeah. I've tried to write stories that anybody and everybody would enjoy. I've tried to make them understandable enough and exciting or suspenseful or interesting enough for youngsters to hold their interest and I've tried to make them hopefully intelligent enough for older people. Are you Tony Stank? Yes, this is this is Tony Stank. You're in the right place. the usual for you. Good to have you back, sir. Thanks. Simple. Any questions? Yeah. Can I have my shoe back? They look happy, don't they? What, the bras? No, the couple. They look happy. I guess, as far as couples go. You know, it reminds me of an issue of Spider-Man I did when Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy went lingerie shopping. Of course, the Green Goblin showed up, and he pumpkin-bombed the hell out of the place. But aside from that, it, it's pretty much the same thing. Oh, my God. I'm proudest of the fact that maybe some of the things I've done have entertained people. And you know, whether that's Spider-Man or Sergeant Fury at his house or the thing yelling clobbering time. I'm, I'm happy that some people have enjoyed it. Well, we have to open our show with some sad news. And in case you've been living under a rock, <laughs> uh, a legend, a artistic genius, Stan Lee, passed away at the ripe old age of 95 this past November. So we haven't mentioned it yet on the show, so we thought that we would be remiss if we don't pay a special little tribute to Stan Lee, who, uh, because of Disney having purchased Marvel several years ago he's really part of he was part of the Disney organization in a big way and um, Ruthie what articles did we look at for this story 
So the first one, let me mention the article where we got the video from. It's called Stan Lee Marvel Comics Real Life Superhero Dies at 95 by Mike Barnes for The Hollywood Reporter. And that was dated November 12th, 2018. Um, and like I said, the, the video that we just played at the beginning um, was from that article. And I thought that was a really excellent tribute to him. Really gives you the feels. And the other article that we um, are referencing is Excelsior, Remembering Stan Lee by Shelley Valadolid from Mice Chat, also November 12th, 2018. Right. So we have a few quotes that people um, left in tribute, some significant people. We wanted to read those show you how people felt about Stan Lee. And the first one, is, of course, is from Bob Iger, CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Stan Lee was an extraordinary, or Stan Lee was as extraordinary as the characters he created, a superhero in his own right to Marvel fans around the world. Stan had the power to inspire, to entertain, and to connect. The scale of his imagination was only exceeded by the size of his heart. The Marvel Studios president, Kevin Feige, is it Feige? It's Feige. Feige? <laughs> I yeah. was way off. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Kevin, if you're watching. <laughs> no one has had more of an impact on my career in everything we do at Marvel Studios than Stan Lee. Feige said, Stan Lee leaves an extraordinary legacy that will outlive us all. Our thoughts are with his daughter, his family, and the millions of fans who have been forever touched by Stan's genius, charisma, and heart. And another one I wanted to include because I thought it was very magnanimous of them to tribute him because they're the com competitors of Marvel. And it didn't give a name specifically. This was from the DC Comics Twitter account. He changed the way we look at heroes and modern comics will always bear his indelible mark. His infectious enthusiasm reminded us why we all fell in love with these stories in the first place. Excelsior, Stan. Now, so for those who don't know, and I actually just learned this because I'm not a big comic person, as you know. That was sort of his expression. Excelsior was his something he always said at the end of his column that he wrote. And he also wrote a book that had that in the book title. So I'm going to let you sort of take over on this, Ruthie, since you probably know a lot more about Stan Lee than me. So why don't you tell us how you, how you feel about Stan Lee and anything you'd like to share about his life? Well, um, my feeling about Stan Lee is, I mean, I think he lived a great long life and he really put his mark on pop culture as we know it today. Um, and I kind of equate him to Walt Disney. I mean, he is the Walt Disney of comic books and like yeah, superheroes. I would say so. Yeah. So that's kind of how I look at him. And I also, I mean, kind of in the same way, I think the amount of of impact that he has been able to create in his life you know kind of saddens me to think about walt disney and what he could have done with the years that we didn't that we lost from him since we lost him so early 
Right. So, I mean, because he could add a good 30 more years, just like Stan did, to, to really just change yeah. things even more. Right. But, um, but, you know, I just... Stanley is going to be hugely missed, especially in the cameos that he makes in every Marvel movie that has been created. He always had a, a, a cameo. And right. he is going to really be missed when those cameos aren't there anymore. I think he ha he definitely has one for Captain Marvel, which we're going to talk about, and also um, Avengers Endgame. And I, I'm not sure if he has... He might have one for Spider-Man, but I... I kind of feel like after the end of this year, there isn't going to be any more. Right. So it's going to really be, it's going to be sad to not. Right. See he always made a small, like sort of unrelated, usually unrelated to the story itself. He just sort of popped up at some point during every film, sort of like Alfred Hitchcock did. But unlike Alfred Hitchcock, he he made him his presence more known like right. it's in alfred hitchcock movies like you might miss him if you don't know you're looking for him he's makes right. he did it very subtly but stanley you knew he was there right i mean yeah. even to the like uh, you saw in the video there was a couple of animated um cameos right. that where they put him in there in big hero six yeah and i love that i love that cameo in big hero six so yeah. um i just I definitely want to honor him and his legacy and I, I mean he's really gonna uh, you know leave a mark on us for a really long time and right. I, you know and I thank Disney and the Marvel company for continuing his legacy right so let's just name off some of his credits here he was he was he was responsible for the creation of many different characters in the Marvel Universe in fact, most of them. The Fantastic Four, mm -hmm. The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man, Thor, The X-Men, yep. Spider-Man, um, Captain Marvel. Who else, Ruthie? Am I, I mean, missing any? Ant-Man? I mean, there's basically Black Panther. all of them. Yeah. <laughs> he had, a, yeah, he had a, a hand in all of them. The thing about him is he, he was artistic, but... His art really shone through in the stories that he created for these characters. Right. The difference between him and what was going on before him is superheroes were very two-dimensional without yes. real personalities. Like, they were just kind of like goody-two-shoe type characters. Like, Superman, he's... Originally, he I, he's changed over the years, but originally he was just sort of like the all-American even though he's from another planet, the all-American, right. like, good guy. Like, you know, there was no, like, it, he was very a very black-and-white character. What he did, like, especially with with the onset of, of Spider-Man, is he gave them real traits of, of human beings. So, yeah. for example, Spider-Man was a teenager, and he had teenage angst, and he worried about things like acne and you know girls and yeah you know these were things that weren't really touched on before him and then over the years it got a, like that sounds very superficial in but over the years he got even more into you know the idiosyncrasies of personalities and especially with the villains he he wrote about you know he yeah. did stories for he got into like some serious like 
social disorders, like why they were the way they were, you know, like they were beaten as a child or something, you know, he got into all that. Well, and and what that did was make these characters more relatable to the public. And right. so people started caring about them and that it really helped to boost sales of the comics. I mean, and that's not why he was doing it. This is He was just a storyteller and this is what right. he loved to do. He just told stories the way he enjoyed the right. stories himself. Now, so one other thing is that in the early 70s, he started like really pushing the boundaries. There was a whole thing with comic books. They sort of set up a self-censoring thing in the 50s because a lot of parents were complaining about how comic books were corrupting their children so rather than wait around for the government to censor them the comic book industry sort of set their own code of ethics and they would put a stamp of approval on the front of a cover if it met the criteria of those ethics so stan lee you know just the nature of the business had to conform to that but then in the early 70s he started pushing the limits of it and he actually released a a comic strip a comic book about drug abuse you know anti-drug abuse and Mm -hmm. they didn't allow they didn't approve it and it was one of the top selling comic books of of that era so people started to realize hey we don't need to rely anymore on on this stamp of approval we can you know push the boundaries and eventually they went back and started um becoming more lenient you know the the censoring i forget what it's Mm -hmm. called but the thing they set up where they censor the comic books and stan lee really had a big hand in kind of pushing the boundaries as far as that now when you look at comic books they're you know anything goes <laughs> but yeah. back then it was really very censored yeah and he did talk about stuff that other people weren't talking about like you said drug abuse he talked about you know racial issues about bullying yeah. all of those kind of things he was talking yeah. about that stuff before anybody else right absolutely so he will definitely be missed but the one thing and the same thing can be said about Walt. His creations, his characters will live forever. Yep. So we can, you know, his his imagination is timeless and has no bounds. Yeah, and he has a huge library. Marvel has a huge library. You think these movies, they're barely touching the surface of the characters that yeah. were created through Marvel. Well... So, Excelsior. Yes. We hardly knew ye, Stan Lee. <laughs> <laughs> so, the next story we want to touch upon is Disney+. Plus. So, they officially gave the streaming service a moniker, a name, back Thank in November. Thank God it wasn't November. Disney Play. <laughs> yeah. So, it's Disney+. Plus. This is the logo... The official logo and i don't like it i mean i like everything in it except for i don't like the crooked plus sign yeah like the kind of bubbled yeah plus sign they're trying to make it look like it's a continuation of that like magic like rainbow whatever that is mm-hmm. but 
to me, it doesn't work. I, I'm a, you know, I have a degree in design. I know what I'm talking about. I just don't feel that that looks right. It just looks off to me. I don't, I, I get what they were going for, but I think to the average person, they're not going to read it that way. I don't, I, it took me a while to figure out why the heck it was bent like that. Anyway, yeah. that being said, I'm nitpicking. <laughs> um, so, the streaming service is, um, well, first of all, what articles did we look at for this? We looked at okay, several. So, yeah, we looked at four separate articles. So, the first one, Bob Iger talks Disney Plus, Hulu Plus, and his vision for enlarged TV studio by Cynthia Littleton for Variety. That's dated November 8th, 2018. The next one is new Star Wars and Marvel series announced for Disney Plus streaming service. And this was just on the Walt, Dis Walt Disney Company website, um, November 8th, 2018. Uh, Walt Disney Imagineering docuseries coming to Disney Plus by Matthew Soberman for WDW News Today. That was November 9th, 2018. And then Disney Plus streaming service, release date, price, shows, and movies to expect by Mike Sorrentino and Joan E. Soulsman for cnet.com that's january 4th 2019 so uh bob Iger last november revealed several things about the streaming service first of all like we said the name and we already knew but he reiterated that it's going to be launching late 2019 so expect to see this by new year's eve and <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the, he also talked about some of the content, um, and also they're going to give sort of a preview in April to shareholders and investors at some sort of a conference. It's going to be a first look. So we can expect to see bloggers and everything going crazy over that come April. So I'm sure we'll get a lot of details by then. Yeah. Um, so they're going to focus, so he, he was asked specifically because part of the problem is that with their acquisition of 20th Century Fox, they're garnering 60% ownership of Hulu, which is sort of what I was going to think of as a competitor until I realized, hey, they own it also. So yeah. then the question is, what's going to differentiate Hulu from Disney Plus? So Iger explained that. And he said that the difference is Hulu is going to be just more like, you know, what's on TV, like focused at general audiences, you know, maybe more mature audiences, just like regular television series and, and that sort of thing. Whereas the Disney Plus is going to be focused on the Disney library of film and content, you know, like all of its franchises such as Marvel, Pixar, Star Wars, etc. Also interesting is with their acquisition of 20, I, did I call it 20th century? You did, 20, yeah. 21st century Fox. They're also um, going to own National Geographic, which will be interesting because they also do their film, The Disney Nature. So I'm wondering how that's going to tie together. But anyway, they're going to have the whole library of National Geographic. You know, they have a vast library of documentaries for over spanning decades, you know. So 
I mean, there's so much content that is not what is general TV fare. So that's the difference. This is not going to be like, they're not going to show sitcoms that are on regular TV on Disney+. Plus. Those will be on Hulu. Even if it's a Disney-owned sitcom on ABC, that's a Hulu thing. Or, a you know, a crime drama or whatever they show. That's all Hulu. And then the stuff on Disney Plus is stuff you can't see on regular TV. Is that how you sort of read it? Yeah, and also, like, the movies that they're going to, you know, become owners of when they fin- finalize the purchase of the 21st Century Fox. Like, the whole library. Yeah. I mean, anything PG-13 and lower, they'll show on Disney+, Plus. but Mm -hmm. anything over PG-13 rating, they'll show on Hulu. Now, I think they're going to, like, own stuff like The Simpsons, and I think anything like that would be Hulu, because people don't think of it as a Disney thing. Right. But but anything Disney, like, you know, it'll be on the Disney+. Plus. So, the, um, they also mentioned some of the the series that they have planned for the streaming service. Some of them I knew about. Some of them were sort of news to me. So they're actually what I'm excited, probably the most excited about is they're going to have a documentary called the Imagineering story. And it sounds like it's going to be a docu series. Like it's going to be a a whole series of, and they're saying that this is going to give you a behind the scenes look at um, Imagineering like never seen before. Like this is going to be an expose of what really goes on behind the scenes at Imagineering. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think it's going to be anything scandalous or anything, but it's going to really show you what the process of Imagineering is. It's not going to get into the well. Lily's excited. My cat. They're <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna get into the whole pers- like the beginning to end. You know the the bare bones of what goes on to create attractions in the Disney parks. Yeah. So that's really exciting. Um, Ruthie, you made a whole list here of things. Uh, so they're gonna be doing some. Uh, they're gonna be releasing their movies that would normally be shown like on amazon like you can rent movies on amazon streaming or youtube those are got no longer i feel going to be available you have to get in order to watch those you have to go to disney plus from now on right. so like well, any any of the new movies the end of 2019 yeah. right so like when when the new star wars movies mm-hmm. go on tv you know go on line when Marvel movies go online, any Pixar, Disney films, this is where you have to go see them. Yeah. Um, so then the other thing is they have some uh, movies that are planned that are going to be you know, made exclusively for this service. They're not going to be theatrical releases. And some of them are going to be a Three Man and a Baby remake. Everything's mm-hmm. a remake. Yeah. A Sword in the Stone remake. A live yeah. action Lady in the Tramp. Um, and also, they're going to have a possible Muppet series. A high school musical series. Yeah. And um, what else? They're going to have a Star Wars series. 
The, yeah, that's is, one of the announcements he made was another. So they already announced the Mandalorian, but now they're going to do another Star Wars series based on the character Cassian Andor, who was from Rogue One. So it's going to be a prequel to Rogue One and with this character, because we, um, if you haven't seen the movie, I, you know, spoiler alert, he, he dies in the movie. So, um, so it definitely has to be something that happens before Rogue One. So they're also going to do an animated series based on Monsters, Inc., which mm -hmm. is the first I've heard of that. And um, what else do we got? Oh, Marvel. We've got um, some interesting things coming out from Marvel. What are those? So they, they're they going to be developing, like, these are going to be, like, short, you know, series, maybe, like, 10-episode series based on Loki um, Scarlet Witch, a, um, a possible series with, um, Falcon and Bucky Barnes slash Winter Soldier. So all of these are in development right now. And, you know, they're, because they have to get all of this stuff ready and have it ready for when they're ready to launch the streaming service, because they gotta have stuff like ready for people to watch that people are going to want to watch. You know, right. So that they will subscribe. Stuff that all right. They have to get people excited to sign up. Right. So they have to make exclusive content that will, you know, whet people's appetite to join. Right. Exactly. So speaking of wetting our appetites, let's talk about the upcoming year in movies, and Disney is going to be releasing. How many new movies? Ten? Ten. Ten movies this year. Under the, you know, Disney, a.k.a. Marvel, a.k.a. Lucasfilm AKA banner. A.k.a. Pixar. A.k.a. Pixar. Which, yeah. those, those are sort of the four that are all sort of under the window as far as that theatrical releases that are considered Disney. Yep. The now big it, hitters. <laughs> yeah. No more Touchstone. No more Hollywood films. Those have sort of gone by the wayside. Disney isn't doing that type of content anymore geared towards adult audiences. And I'm sort of happy about that. I never really felt right about Disney producing that. sort. You know, like Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's sort of a sleazy movie for Disney <laughs> to be putting out there. Anyway. We're going to talk about the 10 movies coming out this year and any thoughts we have on them. First one coming out is on March 8th, Captain Marvel, or as Ruthie likes to say, Marvel. Well. <laughs> or like the, the, the ice cream cake, was... like the ice cream cakes, right? Only with an yes. M. Carvel, like Marvel. Marvel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Captain Marvel, this is the, you know, the continuing MCU saga. This is, this movie is following Carol Danvers. She's reborn with superpowers and it's going to take place in the 90s. And she becomes known as Captain Marvel. And if you want to continue in the MCU series, you need to watch this one before you watch the next Avengers movie. Because she is going to be in the next Avengers movie and you won't understand what her powers are or anything like that unless you watch her movie first 
Ruthie, so. if I were to watch any of these, I'd have to watch 25 movies to get up to plot. <laughs> I haven't seen any of them. But they're all awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love Marvel. <laughs> so this is the, the first one that's coming out very soon. I actually already purchased tickets to go see this, and I'm going to see it on May 8th. So I so, was a little um, confused because I thought Captain Marvel was a male. What originally happened? in the comic book, Captain Marvel is a male, and then she trains under him, and then something oh. happens where he dies, and so she takes on his name to honor oh. him. And his powers. Yeah. Okay. I mean, now gotcha. I'm not saying that's going to be the story in the movie. That's the comic books. And when did that happen? Like, around what year did that I Just out of curiosity. Was sure. that in the 80s or maybe in the 90s when this takes place is when it happened yeah that maybe that's maybe maybe that's that. why maybe that's why it's set in the 90s yeah well ruthie's looking forward to that i'm excited yes <laughs> she's already got her tickets yep. and i've heard i saw her post on facebook about how geeked out she is over this <laughs> So the next one is something I still am, I, I still, I'm torn. I still don't know what I think about this. I don't know how I feel yeah. about well, we them. Yeah, we can talk more about it later. Like yeah. specific feelings. Yeah, we're going to show some trailers later, including this one. But this one's coming out in um, March also, March 29th. And this is... Uh, Basically, they call it live action, even though all the animals are CGI. Yeah, but there's people. <laughs> this one has people, but then there's ones yeah. that don't even have any human beings right. at all, and they call them live action, and it's animated. It just yeah. looks like it's live action, but that I don't like how they call it live action when it isn't live action. But again, I'm being nitpicky. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get into Dumbo a little bit later. But let's talk about the next one, which is Penguins. And this is in the, like I mentioned earlier, the Disney nature. This is actually, I think they've released like 15 of them or something crazy like that already. It seems like every year they're releasing a new yeah, one. Yeah, they, they try and do one like every Earth Day. So this is coming out on Earth Day, which mm -hmm. is this year's April 17th. And um, basically, the plot is penguins. <laughs> I mean, this reminds me of the very first Disney. The very first thing I thought of when I saw the pictures and everything, it reminds me of the very first true life adventure, Seal Island, mm, which came mm -hmm. out in 49. Because it's just sort of like follows the life and happenings with a clan of penguins, just like it did with, I don't... I guess, what do you call them? You know, e each animal, when they're a group, they have a different... Oh. Like, it's a murder of crows and a gaggle yeah, of really, geese. I don't remember the name. <laughs> family? I'm going to say family. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, anyway, they did the same thing with uh, seals in the original. So, it's kind of seems like the same idea. But, I mean, I'm up for penguins anytime. I love penguins. I love animals, so... I'll enjoy this. I usually don't get to the theater, but I usually do see them shortly after. You know, when they get released on DVD or online, I, I watch them right away. Because I enjoy 
I enjoy these because they remind me of the old true life adventures. Is Disney sort of hasn't ever given up on that whole idea. You know, Disney invented the nature documentary. Seal Island is really the very first modern-day nature documentary. There wouldn't be a National Geographic or Discovery Channel hadn't it been for, you know, the, the, the ground that was laid by Disney in the late 40s. Mm-hmm. So, we're looking forward to that. Yep. That's really the first one that I'm genuinely looking forward to so far. <laughs> and the next one, I know Ruthie is looking uh, forward. Yes. This <laughs> so, is my ultimate movie that I'm waiting to see. Avengers mm-hmm. Endgame. So this is April the, 26th. Yes, it comes out April 26th. And this is the movie. We all watched Infinity Wars. We saw what happened there. Now we're going to find out what really happens. How are they going to close that story with Thank the Avengers? God. I need closure. So they're trying, you know, uh, we'll have Iron Man, Captain America, Ant-Man as they try to reverse Thanos's life-altering snap. So, um, and we don't um, have this on the list completely because it's not 100% Disney, but following this movie, Spider-Man Far From Home, which is the Marvel slash Sony, um, you know, partnership there. Right, there, because Disney isn't allowed to do Spider-Man. Right, without, um, you know, partnering with Sony, because Sony owns right. the rights to Spider-Man. Right, but and, and I think that might movie. change in the future, but for now, that's the way it is. Right. I think their contract is going to eventually run out, and then Disney will own out right when that contract ends yeah yeah i'm not sure when it ends but me neither that movie's gonna be the one that comes out after endgame so whatever happens in endgame you know this spider-man movie is gonna be kind of like a uh i mean we are all thinking that it's gonna be after it's gonna take place after endgame so it's gonna mm-hmm. be kind of like a you'll see some of the results of what happened in that movie. You think they're going to tie in or are they going to be completely a separate thing because they're being produced by a different studio? No, they're they're tied in. Spider-Man is in Infinity War. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Spider-Man actually died in Infinity War. Oh, or he he didn't actually die. He (laughs) dusted. That's what I call it. He dusted. Oh, So when Thanos snapped, people disappeared, turned into dust. And Spider-Man was one of them. So how is he becoming, you know, going from dust to becoming like a, you know, a boy who's, you know, living his life again? We don't know. So. (laughs) So we have these movies to look forward to. And like I said, you got to watch Captain Marvel first. Then you can watch Avengers Endgame. And then just a couple months later, you watch Spider-Man. And those are going to be the main um, Marvel releases for 2019. So this is going to follow Iron Man, Captain America, and Ant-Man as mm-hmm. they try to reverse Thanos, who I guess screwed everyone over in the last one and yep. killed off half of everybody. That's what I heard, like half of the superheroes were gotten rid of. Yep. So They were dusted. They were dust, <laughs> ashes to ashes, dust to dust. It's basically exactly what it looked like, so... <laughs> So Ruthie's looking forward to that. Yes. And the next one, oh God, <laughs> we'll get into this later. I have a lot to say. I'm worried. 
But the next, <laughs> the next one is uh, Aladdin, the live-action remake. That's coming out in May, May twenty-fourth. Yeah. We're gonna get into that later. So let's move on for now. The next one is Toy Story Four. Finally, we've been hearing about this one for like ten years. It seems. Oh yeah, I know, right? This is coming out in June, June 21st. Here's a picture of some of the new characters that are going to be in it. And we got a trailer featuring them, so we'll show that in a few minutes. So when's that coming out, did I say? Yeah, June 21st. June 21st, okay. So then the next one is The Lion King. Everything, remake, 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 I, uh, sequel, uh, remake, yeah. sequel. The Lion King live action, which isn't actually live action. And this is coming out July 19th. Which if I... If... When did... The original came out around July. So it's probably around the anniversary, the 22nd anniversary. Well, let's see. Not 22nd. No, the 25th? It was 1994. And 25th anniversary. I think it's probably going to come out right on the 20th. It sounds like right around the same time. Maybe they planned mm -hmm. it that way. Maybe. <laughs> so that's come, and we're going to talk about that in detail later. The next one, this is news. This uh, the first I heard about this. Oh yeah, they actually have a teaser trailer out for this. Yeah. This, so this is Artemis Fowl, uh -huh. which is you know a series of children's books titled um you know following this character Artemis Fowl, and they're adapting these novels into this movie. Well, the first movie. I'm there. I'm sure they want to make a series of movies with this character. Oh, of everything, Ruth. Right. Everything yeah. is they is a franchise now. Everything. Well, if it's popular, if people like it, if people go see this, yeah, then they will. So the movie is being released August 9th, and what the the plot is that the it follows a 12 year old genius Artemis Fowl who comes from a family of criminal masterminds. Fowl finds himself face to face with a race of fairies who may have something to do with the mysterious disappearance of his father. Sounds so random. Fairies. I know. <laughs> <How's> that? <laughs> it sounds interesting. That one yeah. I'm actually wouldn't mind seeing. That sounds different. And see, that's what I like when they do something new. Yeah. It's actually a new it's actually the only thing in the whole year that's not a sequel or a remake. Right. It's the only film in 2019 that's an original film. I mean, it's based well, on an, on a book, but everything's based right. on a book. So yeah. I'm not... Well, if you're not counting the Marvel movies, those are all original. They're sequels. Well, I mean, they're... Yeah, it's it's actually not really a sequel. It's like an ongoing story. Ah, uh, well, I don't... That's <laughs> kind of its own yeah. thing. Anyway, <laughs> so speaking of sequels... Yes. <laughs> the much-awaited sequel. Frozen 2. <laughs> slush. <laughs> Frozen 2. Slush. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so this is going to be released November 22nd, right around Thanksgiving. Mm, we'll have something to be thankful for. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't really... I'm not a supporter of this at all. I mean, it's... I don't know. I think this is a just a cash grab. Yeah. There's no artistic merit to doing this at all. It's just a total cash grab. And I don't care for it. 
I mean, you know, I, I've seen the original. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good, but I just, because of all the hype, Yes. It kept yeah. me from like really appreciating it because I mm -hmm. was like telling myself not to because mm -hmm. I didn't want to give in to the the hype over it, you know? Right. Even though it was a good movie, it was an original concept. It had nothing to do with the original story it was based on. It was totally an original story, original songs, original plot. Everything was, it was a, it was, you know, I have to confess it was a very well done, good film. Yeah. This is a cash grab, and I have no patience for it, and I have no interest in it at all. And I bet you it's going to do great, too. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I hope so. they don't keep that name, Frozen 2. I hope they actually come up with a real name. But um, anyway. Melted. But, I mean, this, uh, so we don't have the official synopsis. <laughs> the melt. Right, I know. The big melt. <laughs> um, we don't have an official synopsis or trailer for this movie yet. but we Oh, I have the sure. perfect title. Frozen 2. Summer vacation. Yeah. There we go. Or I European you vacation. To electric boogaloo. <laughs> oh, oh, that's even better. <laughs> <sighs> so we don't we don't know anything about this movie other than the fact that it has the same characters from the previous movie with the same actors providing the same voices, mm. and also the same director Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee. They're returning, mm. along with the Oscar-winning songwriting team. Robert Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez. So they're going to be writing new songs for the film. So it's everybody's being reunited for this film. Reunited so. and it feels so good. All right. I mean, I'll so I'll definitely be seeing this. I like Frozen. I'll see I, it when it's really I'll watch it after I see Coco and yes. all those, you know, what yeah. well, else have I seen yet? Coco um Zootopia. Zootopia. Yeah. <laughs> Big Hero Six. After I see all those, then I'll 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 put this at the end of the list. Um, <laughs> what's the one that takes place in Polynesia? I haven't seen that yet. Oh, Moana. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Love and Moana. I have I I could literally after we're done with the show, I could watch them. I have every one of them. I just haven't yeah. watched them. I'm always I just can't sit down and watch movies i just don't have the patience for it mm -hmm. when i have to i do like we're doing sleeping beauty so i sat down and i watched sleeping beauty i forced myself i mean i enjoyed it i'm not saying i don't like it i'm just saying i i get too antsy you know what yeah. i mean so mm -hmm. anyway and the final film of the year is star wars episode nine released on december 20th so right before christmas i'm worried because the last one didn't do well i think people are having burnout on the um, star wars that could be but i have no doubt this one's going to be extremely popular because this so this movie is they don't we don't have a synopsis yet of course we ha we don't have any trailers oh, that's, that would that's break in a the internet deep vault yeah, Disney's not yeah. letting any of that out. Right. But we do know a couple things. So this is going to be the last movie about the Skywalker family. So the, okay. the storyline regarding any of the Skywalkers ends in this movie. Ends here. And that's good because they're dying off, unfortunately. Right. Yes, unfortunately. Um, yeah. yeah. Carrie Fisher's and, no longer with us. And we don't know yeah. yet how they're going to 
solve that problem in well, this film. Well, they said that they're going to be using previously unused footage that they shot for the other, the first two, so Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Okay, all right. Unused footage, they're going to use that in this movie. They got permission from her family mem- members, from her brother and her daughter. Right. And then right. J.J. I think I did hear is, that. Yeah. So J.J. Abrams is returning as the director of this movie. Yeah. And he was the director of Force Awakens. Right. And everybody, Force Awakens was a huge, huge hit. And yeah. everybody's kind of looking to J.J. to kind of redeem this whole franchise. That might get franchise. more seats in the theater, you know, seat mm-hmm. uh, butts in the seats, as they say, knowing that yeah. he's the director might right. get more people out there to see it. Yeah. So, yeah. And he's writing the script and returning to direct. So, you know, there is there is hope for this franchise yet and i'm sure he's gonna do a phenomenal job and i think he's going to end oh i'm sure it'll be a fantastic film yeah that i have no doubt right i absolutely agree but my concern is not whether or not it's gonna be good it's whether or not people have burnout from star wars like every year there's a star wars movie in the off years there's like a there's a offshoot movie yeah, so they're not I mean, doing that anymore. yeah, that they need that. to con- they need to you know simmer down with the yeah. Star Wars, you know, and get yeah. people you know and to anticipate it again. When you know, it's like when you give someone too much candy, they get sick. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> right. basically well, what's happening. So the last Star Wars movie that was released was Solo. That was may of 2018 so by the time this is released it'll be like over a year and a half since we yeah. had a star wars movie in the theater so oh hopefully a that whole year and a half wow god a whole generation has happened <laughs> <laughs> a year and a half wow yeah <laughs> anyway so, I don't know. They, they're still trying to feel, you know feel out the you know the fans and how what what's works best for them because right now with marvel they i mean they are releasing three marvel movies a year and people are going to see that and you know and it doesn't stop people from going to you know to keep up with this, those stories yeah so that's sort of a strange Star Wars. yeah they it's sort of a their, strange their, thing yeah. how the marvel doesn't seem to be slowing down and people don't yeah people can't get no. enough of it but with the star wars it doesn't quite have that same it's kind of strange how that it that is. dynamic it's yeah. not really easy to explain why it's yeah and they're trying to they were trying to do the marvel approach and that they that didn't work so no they're trying to figure it out yeah i think the i think the marvel approach is good for marvel and that's it you can't because other studios have tried the same thing too like universal tried to launch a whole universal monster thing with the with the remake of the mummy and that tanked and and they've also tried to emulate um, the the DC movies have tried to sort of emulate what Marvel's been doing and they haven't been able yeah, to that, yeah. to figure it out so I don't know I think it can it only works for Marvel yeah and I just think it's a it's lightning in a bottle and that's all yeah. there is to it so anyway yeah. we're gonna watch some trailers for four of the films we just mentioned and we'll get into more details on the other films when it's closer to when they're going to be released and when we have more details and when they have trailers and everything so we'll return to these topics for sure in future episodes but for now we're going to kind of hone in and focus on four 
that we uh, sort of have some things to say about. So let's show the first trailer, okay, Ruthie? Let's go. All right. Welcome, baby Dumbo. We're all family here, no matter how small. back inside. But she's his mom. Do something. She needs us. Look at me. We're gonna bring your mama home. He doesn't look like magic to me. to believe in them. You can do it, Dumbo. Show them. Fly, Dumbo. Fly. Baby of So, from the imagination of Tim Burton, huh? Yeah. More like from the imagination of all of Walt Disney's animators and <laughs> he's taking their ideas. Let's do something original, Mr. Burton. Anyway, that being said, <laughs> I have some issues with Dumbo. Not the original. In fact, the original, I have no issues. It's a perfect... The reason I have issues is because the original is so perfect. Why are you redoing it? So, the um, problems I have with Dumbo as a remake are that they have to give everything, like all this backs. Any movies today, like, see, older movies, you didn't have to explain everything. Like, there's so much in Pinocchio that's never explained, and you just kind of come up with... Like, they never explain why why they're turning into donkeys, exactly. What's making them turn into donkeys? That's not explained, ever. You can assume that maybe it's the cigars they're smoking, or the beer they're drinking, or, you know, maybe the air that's mm -hmm. in Pleasure Island is causing them to turn into... They don't explain it. But you just don't need it to be explained to you. You just accept it. 
But in anything made today, everything has to be explained and over-explained. And I know that's what they're going to do with Dumbo. Because in the original, they don't explain stuff. They don't explain why Dumbo can fly. They don't explain why... You know, it's just... They don't get into it, and they don't need to get into it. They keep it short and simple. It's the shortest full-length animated film Disney ever did. It's just over 60 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And it's perfect. It's barely a full-length movie. It barely is. Yeah. But now they're going to kind of stretch it out to like a 90-minute film. Oh, yeah, longer. they're adding a whole bunch of story. Oh, of course, and I don't want it. I don't need it. Yeah. I don't want it. It's not needed. I also don't like the whole seedy carnival look of it like you know the whole you know it reminds me of other tim burton movies like um what's the one big fish where it's like a seedy underbelly of carnival life where the where the where the tents are faded and you know not everything's bright and colorful that's not dumbo to me dumbo is bright colorful beautiful visually stunning color circus not this tim burton version where everything has to have some sort of a hot topic look to it you know what i mean yeah i just don't like that for dumbo it works in other films that tone of the Mm -hmm. you know the, the 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 dark side of carnival life it works for other films, but Dumbo, I feel like it, I don't want that to be associated with Dumbo. Dumbo's different than that. The other thing is I don't like having the two little kids in this movie as the quote-unquote relatable. The relatables. I don't like that. Where's Timothy? They're taking the place of Timothy, and they sort of... There, it seems like there's an Easter egg where they show them a little cage with mice in it, and that's sort of like they're like paying homage to Timothy. I know Timothy's not in this. I know it. They haven't mentioned him. They don't. You know, he's he's. How can you have a Dumbo without a Timothy? Yeah. And you have these two whiny little brats instead playing the Timothy part. And I say whiny little brats because everything in the movie they they have like sour pusses on their f- the trailer they did you see them smile in this trailer one time she was <laughs> the girl was smiling they just seem like depressed little kids that have a chip i don't know i don't like it it and and it reminds me of things like um casper the live action casper or um you know those kind of movies from the 90s it's like enough with these like these kids that have like you know dark clothes and pale faces enough of it it's been done it's been overdone i don't know do i sound like i'm not making any sense or do you disagree no, with me uh, you make you make sense i mean those are your feelings i i, I understand i mean but, i I'm kind of on the fence about this movie too, but the thing that's kind of pushing me a little bit more towards being a little bit more excited about these, this movie rather than any of the other remakes is be, is Tim Burton. And I feel like he is going to have, you know, a story to tell. He is going to bring something new and different to this story. Um, so I, you know, I kind of, I, I really like Tim Burton and I, I like his storytelling. So I'm kind of, you know, putting a little bit of 
you know, trust in him. With See, this movie. with me, I like Tim Burton in some things and not in others. I don't like it when he puts his hands in classic Disney stories mm -hmm. because he's ruined some of them for me. Like, I hate the Alice in Wonderlands that he did. I can't yeah. stand them. They're awful. They're terrible. I hate them. Mm -hmm. So I just don't like the way he handles this sort of material. Mm -hmm. Whereas movies like Sweeney Todd or Edward Scissorhands or Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas, those are fantastic. I love those. So, I mean, I love him when he does original stuff or adapts stuff that isn't Disney. But when he does like these classic Disney stories, I don't like it. It doesn't, I don't like when the it's it's not two great tastes that go great together mm -hmm. it's not chocolate and peanut butter to me it's like chocolate yeah. and and tuna fish it doesn't go <laughs> <Gross>. good together <laughs> so anyway but then i see scenes and i feel like this is like trying to to get me when they show mm -hmm. they're they're purposely trying to trick me when they show like the scene with the trunk reaching out to pet Dumbo. They're purposely yeah. trying to tug at my heartstrings and they're trying to remind me of the original. But then I say to myself, well, why don't I just go watch the original? If it's the exact right. same scene, why do yeah. I need to watch it again when the original is better? <laughs> so it's like, I'm torn though, because those sort of things do get to my feels my feeling yeah. zone but i just yeah. don't know what the there point. was a teaser trailer that we didn't play that was released before this full trailer and in that teaser trailer it was very emotional to see dumbo fly at the end which they didn't yeah. show in this trailer right and that was what got me was seeing him fly and yeah. you know just remembering the you know all of the struggle that he had to go to to get to that point where he felt confident enough to fly so I mean, I'll have the same, I'll have a feeling, a really good feeling about this movie if I get that same feeling. Well, the other thing that creeped me out is the clown makeup. Yeah. That they put on him. It looks, it looks well, like, it's not, um, it's not, you know, it looks, it looks more like realistic. The, it looks like yeah. another Tim Burton movie, Batman, the original from the, from the 80s. It looks like, um, Jack Nicholson and Batman, the Joker. It creeped me out. Or it looks even more like no, not not even that. It looks like the one, the more recent Batman, that the the guy that played him passed away. I forget his name. You oh, know, you're the, talking about um, Heath Ledger played. Yes, yeah, that's, that's the like. that's yeah. the one that it looks like. Yeah, yeah. But that's I, not Tim I, Burton. That movie. <laughs> no, but it still looks that's like Christopher him. Nolan. But yeah, yeah. it still that's what the makeup looks like to me. <laughs> it creeps yeah. me out. Well, yeah. let's talk about something brand new that's never been tried before right <laughs>
are you going to go see Aladdin with me? <laughs> well, you didn't answer me. I am going to go see Aladdin. Well, <laughs> okay. I just have a feeling that this is going to be sort of the proverbial jumping of the shark when it comes to these remakes. I feel like this is gonna tank and Disney's gonna little by little start phasing out the whole remake thing. Now Ruthie disagrees. We were talking about this just now while the trailer was playing. But I feel like there's just some things about this that are kind of off-putting to people. And I think that it's going to not do... I mean, it'll make a profit, but it's not going to like do crazy like the other remakes have done. Yeah. And I really feel the reason for it, and I'm sad to say because I do like Will Smith in other things... I just feel like he's not, he's going to turn people off from going to see this because, not because of anything other than he's not Robin Williams and nobody right. could ever fill nobody those shoes. That. Absolutely. Yeah. Nobody nope. could. I don't care. I mean, you could resurrect, you know, um, the Charlie Chaplin and he yeah. couldn't fill Robin Williams' Jerry shoes. I mean, yeah. No. None yeah. of these, nobody could mm -hmm. ever top his performance and Ruthie and I were just saying how of all the films that came out during the Disney Renaissance era this is both of our favorite yep I love and, Aladdin I love I the think genie the main uh, reason Robert I Williams is like phenomenal yeah. I mean he that's the main he, reason why this is my favorite right. yeah I mean and, the story's good too but it is it's the genie and the way that he is able to bring this you know not even a person but just this this entity and just brings so much personality and so much heart to this character yeah. and yeah i mean will smith is gonna either make it or break it and that is going to be the fate of the movie it's it right. rests on his shoulders, his shoulders on his portrayal of this and character so far people are sort of rejecting it there's some yeah. signs that people are already rejecting him in this role because a entertainment magazine i forget which one do you remember which one that had the i want to say it was variety yeah it was Variety. it was variety you're right they released a, a picture of the cat the three main stars aladdin jasmine and the genie will smith and there was a huge outburst mm -hmm. online over the fact that he's not blue in the picture and he had to go online and reassure people, wait, I am blue in the movie, don't worry. <laughs> right. Right. This is just me in human form. But when I, right. you know, when I'm the genie, I'm blue. So he had to explain it. So people are already nitpicking this. Yeah. People are already, so that's not a good sign. That's right. not a good sign. Another thing that's not a good sign in my eyes is some of the things Will Smith has said about his portrayal of this part. Now, nothing against hip-hop culture. I have no ill will about it whatsoever. I really don't. It's not me. It's not what I'm into. But I understand, you know, there's different strokes for different folks. Other people are into it, whatever. But I have nothing against it. But... 
Will Smith said that he's gonna bring a little hip-hop to the role of the genie. Now, okay, bringing a little hip-hop to a role is fine, but not this one. Not this role, yeah. Yeah. I just feel like that's not what this role is. Mm-hmm. And to do that is to sort of... I don't know. I just don't yeah. feel it's right. And I feel it's a little bit of stereotyping, too, to do that. It, it's mm-hmm. too easy. He said he's, it's, it's going to be like Fresh Prince meets something Hitch. else. Part Fresh Prince, part Hitch. That's what one executive he, described his, yeah. his, his portrayal of Genie. Don't get me wrong. I love Fresh... I watched Fresh Prince religiously as a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved I loved Will Smith. I still do love Will Smith. Yeah. But not... <laughs> Fresh Prince is a great character, but it's not the genie. Right. <laughs> I just have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people, not just Disney fans, are going to have that same problem. Yeah. And people are going to be a little timid to go sit for 90 minutes and watch will smith as the you know not will smith fresh prince as the genie right. and the thing is will smith is a good actor and he has a far stronger range than that that's right that's him not giving a care about this role by doing right. that is saying to me he just like showed up like he, he didn't went really fell back on what he knows yeah he didn't put his heart he didn't put his heart into this. He just mm-hmm. sort of did what was came easy, mm-hmm. and so I don't appre- I don't appreciate that. Now maybe everybody else in this is going to be wonderful. I really don't even know about anything else other than Will Smith. I don't. Everybody else looks fine. The look right. of the film looks great. Everything, but it doesn't matter because the only right. thing people are going to look at is Will Smith, and they're right. going to judge everything else based on the genie. Nothing yeah. else is gonna. It can be everything else can be wonderful, but if he doesn't pull it off, and signs say I'm I'm worried. Yeah. The rest of Let the movie is not you, gonna work. Um, this is how I feel about it. So there's a couple of characters that are basically untouchable, and the genie is one of them. Another one, and I'm gonna make this parallel is Mary Poppins. Yeah. To me, that character is untouchable, and only Julie Andrews can play Mary Poppins. But I gotta tell you, when I saw Mary Poppins Returns, one of the things I really liked about the movie was Emily Blunt. I thought she was excellent as Mary Poppins. So, I did have some problems with the storyline, but I really liked her portrayal of Mary Poppins. Like, she sold me. So this is what Will Smith has to do with the genie. And the only way he's going to sell people is by doing something close to the original i mean it can be Emily his Blunt take on it but it sounds voice, like he's going a similar voice as mary poppins it, it I mean, sounds she, like he's going in a completely different right, direction right where emily blunt tried to she did her own spin on it but but she it wasn't tried that to, far from the original right and she sort of you know used the books as her guide as did julie andrews so because pamela travers was up in everybody's face to make sure that they followed her book so (laughs) anyway i mean this movie all rests basically on will smith's shoulders unfortunately for him so we will see what happens but i will go see it yeah you'll be the one 
The one, no, I won't. <laughs> There'll be other people. <laughs> All right, let's move on to another trailer. Face. And then what happens? So I get real close, right? Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. like, I don't care which cabbage patch you're from. Oh. <laughs> Give me back my Viewmaster before I knock the dimples off your face. Oh! Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh okay. No, you didn't. You don't even care, ah, man. Yeah. Hey, you are a I don't care bear. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Ducky. Yeah. You see the new movie trailer? For what? You ain't see it? See what? What is it, buddy? Ducky. What? They're making another Toy Story movie. No! I thought those movies were done, dog. They made three movies. They did make three movies. This is number four. Oh, shoot! Come <laughs> on! I love the Toy Story, dog. Uh, Toy Story is my that's, jam. That's, that's, what, wait, what about Buzz Lightyear stuff? I am Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger. <laughs> and then when he's like, you are a toy! Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. What do you do? The flying <laughs> thing he does. Do it, do it. Oh, do oh. It. <clears throat> To infinity and your mom. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. That's not right. You sure? No, that's not right. I'm pretty sure that's it. No, 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 let me show you. To insanity and a blonde. What do you even... That's how it goes. Same. No, that's how it goes. To immunity and respond. To indecency to and... Infrequently. Hey, hey, guys, you got it all wrong. It's to infinity and beyond. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've heard. You can't go to infinity, dummy. It's, it's impossible. He over here talking about infinity. You don't go beyond infinity. You don't know nothing about science. Okay, so obviously three was not enough. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so. Toy Story 4, we don't know much about it, but we do know that it somehow involves a carnival at some point. And a spork. <laughs> <laughs> Who is not a toy. Well, I read or sort of absorbed in my brain somehow that the girl, what's her name, the new owner of the toys? Oh, Bonnie. Bonnie makes this in school or something, and then puts it in her room and considers it a toy right and so it has it and it's having a a, a 
what do you call it a personality crisis not a personality identity crisis this <laughs> this spork is going through an identity crisis and so i think part of the story is going to revolve around how he learns to accept himself and maybe everyone else in the nursery learns to accept him as a as a toy because he's what what makes a toy a toy i think that's going to be a question in this movie and and the spork is somehow going to play a pivotal part you know is it a toy because it's manufactured in a toy factory or is it a toy because of how the child relates to it i think that's right. going to be touched on that sounds like a toy story type theme right and then yeah. somehow they're going to end up at a carnival at some point. And I read that, that Woody and Buzz are going to be pinned up on a on a wall of the toys you can win while people mm. are playing. With, and they're going to be like, hey, let us out of here. And <laughs> somebody stepped on my boot. And <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it sounds interesting some of the, way, the areas they're going to. All right. Did they need a Toy Story 4? No. no. Do I hate that they're doing it? No. no. Yeah. I'll I'll watch it. I'll enjoy it. I love these characters, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, this... they didn't need a Toy Story 3, but I mean, Toy Story 3 was great. Yeah, I loved I I'm torn. I don't know. I love all three of them. Yeah. I I think the third is my favorite. I think the second is my favorite. The second is probably my second favorite. Mhm. Mm uh, but I don't know. I'm sort of I I could change my mind in five minutes on that. They're so good, both of them. Anyway, the um, we don't know much else other than that. And I do. I heard somewhere somehow we're gonna find out what happened to Bo Peep. That's gonna be a whole thing about why wasn't Bo Peep in the last two? You know, was she in the second one? I don't think she yeah, was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure she, she was. She definitely in wasn't. In, she definitely wasn't in the third one. So we're gonna find out what happened to Bo Peep. That's gonna yeah. somehow be involved. So that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. As far and and I'm sure there'll be other stuff going on as well. Yeah, and so, one thing that Tim Allen was saying is he had a hard time oh, yeah. getting through the last, the final scene when yeah, he was voicing. I read that. Yeah. So yeah, he said that it was, was pretty emotional. Yeah, so we're going to have another one of those tearjerker endings, it sounds like. Yeah, bring some <laughs> tissues. Yep. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, I don't know how but I this feel is about... This is going to be fun. You know, a fun movie in the middle of the summer, you know, for families to go to. I mean, this is what Toy Story is. Whatever movie you're seeing, any of the Toy Story movies, they're fun family movies, and they're feel-good. And this is, I feel like this is just going to go fall right in line with that, and everybody's going to enjoy it. Well, yeah, I don't have, I don't hate this. I, I'm yeah. okay with this. But one thing that I noticed, and I mentioned this to you while we were watching those trailers, they need to do a spinoff of oh, the yeah. Keenan and Peele <laughs> character. I could watch a whole movie just with them. Yeah, Ducky and Bunny, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe yeah, do a short, funny. maybe do a short with them oh, that would they be could definitely do that. Yeah, yeah i really enjoyed them <laughs> i can't i can't wait to see more of them yeah so anyway let's move on to our last trailer for tonight
everything the light touches is our kingdom. But a king's time as ruler rises and falls like the sun. One day, the sun will set on my time here and will rise with you as the new king. Well, the live-action, animated, whatever you want to call it, CGI (laughs) Lion King is going to be roaring into theaters this July. And um, from what we have seen in the trailer, it looks like it's going to be a shot-for-shot remake with maybe a little new stuff but mostly it's going to be the original movie but portrayed with real a realistic looking animals mm-hmm. so i don't know i know that this is going to like be a big smash yeah because, because this tra- teaser trailer when they released this this became the most watched youtube video yeah i mean people I've never been that much in... I mean, I liked it. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely... I'm not a Lion King fan. Fanatic? Fanatic, that's better. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm totally right there with you. I like The Lion King. I saw it when it came out in 1994. Yeah. Um, I, saw I, it the liked... week, I saw it the day it came out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I saw it the day, but I definitely saw it in the theater. Um, I like it. I like the characters. I like the story. But I don't have as close of a connection to that movie as I do, yeah. say, Aladdin. Aladdin and or Beauty, Beauty and the, the Beast. Beast. Yeah. Yeah. Or Little Mermaid. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I never had that close of a connection. But I think we are the outliers. I think we are. Yeah. Most people, even Disney fans, really connect to this film. Yeah. Um. And I liked it, and I think it's a terrific movie, don't get me wrong, but I just don't... It's not among my favorites. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, I'm not that excited about this, only because of that. I mean, and I'm also not excited about it because I'm sick and tired of all these remakes. Right. And especially and, when they don't try to bring something new to the right. table. I think if that was are, sort of... If shot to shot, why? Yeah. Yeah, there's no point to it. And then the other thing is, like, they did that with Beauty and the Beast. And, you know, even though it was financially successful, it was not critically successful. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, if you look at that sort of thing, 
when when it, you talk about staying power like one of the reasons why disney has always been so successful is because of the timelessness of its mm -hmm. films so generations will go watch the like you know little children today are still watching peter pan mm -hmm. and cinderella and snow white and these movies are 60, 70, 80 years old. They're not watching any other studio's films that are from the 30s and 40s, right. little kids, other That's than true. Disney. There's no little kids sitting through Casablanca. Mm -hmm. or, right. even young, or even young adult, because they're not exposed to those. So really the only way that these, the gener you know, the millennial generation has been exposed to older films as Disney for the most mm -hmm. part they don't seek out I mean there's exceptions there's I'm using a very big generalization here and there's many exceptions but statistically overall most Millennials aren't gonna seek out Gone with the Wind um, Casablanca you know old classic films but they were brought up on Peter Pan, Cinderella, Mary Poppins. So they're right. familiar with those. So I think that these live action versions aren't going to have like in 20 years the little kids of these millennials or the kids of the kids of the millennials are going to still be watching the originals. Right, the animated yeah, these are gonna yeah. be a fly. Uh, these are gonna come and go. They're not right. gonna have the staying power of the originals. These are, mm -hmm. these are gonna be released in the theaters, and they have been released in the theaters. And then for a few years, everybody, you know, it, it makes all the money it's gonna make, and then that well dries up, and it's not gonna make money. Like people aren't gonna be excited to show their kids the live action Lion King. They're gonna be excited to show them the animated one. They're right. going to buy the animated one. They're going to buy merchandise based on the animated one. They're going to buy the soundtrack based on the original animated one. And the live action one is going to be a flash in the pan. They'll make their money now. And it'll just kind of die with Casablanca and Gone with the Wind and and all those movies. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be remembered generation to generation to generation. So... Disney's going to make money on it now, but they're not thinking long term because Snow White was a huge success, but it has doubled and tripled and quadrupled its its profit through its marketing, its reissuing. It's I mean, little girls are still buying Snow White dolls to this day. So they're not buying the Barbie doll based on the live action Beauty and the Beast because first of all she's frighteningly hideous <laughs> they would rather buy the doll that looks like the animated Belle right, right? Mm -hmm. so they're still making more in the long term they're making more money off of the original than they're ever going to make even though they're initially the box office is great that's because it's the curiosity factor people want to compare and contrast to the original you know mm -hmm. Yeah. I just feel like these movies don't have the staying power and and they're gonna die off and you know that's fine Disney made their money back and they made a nice profit but if you really want to keep 
future generations excited about their product they need to come up with original ideas because what's going to happen is all they're going to release is these reruns of everything reruns redos repeats and the well is going to dry up there's not going to be anything from this era that we're in right now that the children of you know 2050 are going to look to they're st- they're gonna go back they're gonna skip this generation and all that all this this whole era is gonna be a wash right. they're not gonna have anything to market from this time period they're not gonna have anything that you know you can look at the 70s as the same thing that that period after walt died up until the renaissance people people aren't going out i mean you and i are because we're right. diehards but like most people aren't going out looking for Maid Marian dolls mm-hmm. from Robin oh, Hood. So cute. <laughs> we would go crazy, yeah. but most people yeah. wouldn't even know who that was. Right. So, I mean, that's what yeah, I'm saying. And one of my favorite animated movies is The Aristocats, so 1970. Yeah. yeah, although that's sort of in more recent years has, has sort of a cult following now, especially because of Maria, the cat, sort of has yeah, Marie, become... Yeah. yeah, Marie. She's sort of become sort of a favorite nowadays but that's kind of a that's sort of an outlier that's unusual mm-hmm. most movies right. from the 70s you and i know and love but the general mm-hmm. public wouldn't know the apple dumpling gang from right. you know and you know how the west was won they don't they don't understand any of that so anyway that's that's all i have to say i just feel like you know disney is is really not thinking long term when it yeah. comes to these and Walt Disney when he was making movies was always thinking long term he was mm-hmm. always thinking about making stories timeless and classic he had that in mind he cut scenes out because he felt they were too trendy they were too focused on the time period that they were making the movie mm-hmm. so he he you know he purposely took stuff like that out to make his films more timeless and you know but you know whatever that's why he was a genius yeah <laughs> so that is yeah. uh our look at our what do you what was that show with siskel and ebert at the movies yes <laughs> disney at the movies <laughs> at the movies with chris and ruthie <laughs> <laughs> so ruthie do you have any Anything you want to say as we wrap up our movie review for today? Well, I'm going to see all the movies that we talked about, and I'm looking forward to them. Obviously, some more than others, but I mean, I I enjoy that I have a handful of movies that I get to see, you know, and, and go to the theater and see. I really enjoy the experience of going to the theater, so I'm going to keep it up this year. Well... I think there's like two of them I'm looking forward to. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, where can everybody find us on the web, Ruthie? You can find all of our past shows, including audio versions of Dateline Jiminy Crickets, on our website, hmm, jcricketpodcast.blogspot.com. You can also listen to us on iTunes under the name Jiminy Crickets, that's with an exclamation point, and be sure to leave us a five-star review. On our YouTube channel, we share updates of the Disney Chris website, including the Disneyland Magical Audio Tour, 
as well as past episodes of the Jiminy Crickets podcast and Dateline Jiminy Crickets. You can find our channel if you search for DisneyChris.com. And remember, .com is spelled out D-O-T-C-O-M. You can also join in the conversation over on our web, our Facebook page, Jiminy Crickets Podcast, where you can not only interact with Chris and me and all the fellow cricketeers, but you can also stay up to date with all of the latest details of our many worldwide web endeavors. If you would like to contact the show with any comments or questions, our email address is DisneyChris, D-O-T-C-O-M, at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And you can find me on Twitter at DisneyChris73. And if you'd like to tweet anything about Jiminy Crickets uh, or my website, that would be the place to do so. Because Ruthie's not on Twitter. Well, she is, but she never goes there. <laughs> and But she does go to Facebook, and you can find her at uh, under the name Ruthie Brown. And you can find me under the name Chris Linden. That's spelled out L-Y-N-D-O-N, as in Lyndon Johnson. And my website, if you're interested, is DisneyChris.com. And on DisneyChris.com, I share a daily Disney song of the day. And I also have a special thing I call the Disneyland Magical Audio Tour, where I have an extensive library of audio from Disneyland, over 1,600 audio tracks, artwork, uh, descriptions, lots of history. Be sure to check that out. If you are interested in supporting us, uh, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash DisneyChris. We offer special content to our Patreon subscribers, including exclusive audio, and we're going to start in the near future producing special video content, including uh, commentaries of Dis classic Disney animated shorts and uh, a special game show that we're going to do. So you can look forward to that. And if you are sort of weary of Patreon, we also uh, have a um, PayPal. And if you want to find all, all of our donation options, you can go to DisneyChris.com slash donate.html. And there you'll find in all the ways you can become a supporter of what we do. And also, I just want to remind you that... Uh, if you like this video, please consider giving us a like. Please consider subscribing. And for updates on all of our future shows, so you know when we're posting a new episode, make sure to ring that bell. Da-da-da-da. <laughs> that was perfect timing. <laughs> so, Ruthie, do you have any final words for today? To quote Walt Disney... Laughter is timeless. Imagination has no age. Dreams are forever. And always let your conscience be your guide. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. M-I-C. See you real soon. K-E-Y. Why? Because we like you. Hey.